Okay, today we're going to talk about discerning the times, part one. And we have never been in a time as we are in right now, a time of experiencing a pandemic. In my lifetime, I've never been there, never had this experience before. And I venture to say that many people have not had this experience as well either. And in the scripture, the Lord was speaking to a crowd and he was reminding the crowd that, you know, you can focus on and you're cognizant of the times that we're living in, but you can't focus on this particular time. You can focus on the weather, but you can't focus on the times that we're living in. And uh, Jesus said in Luke twelve fifty four, he said to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the West, immediately you say it's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot. And it is. Hypocrites, he said, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret the present time that we're living in? That's what my discussion is today. Knowing and discerning the times that we're in. And the question that we're all asking is, God trying to get our attention? Is God trying to tell us something through all this? Is it a God thing? Is it something that was created by God? Is it something that was, is man made, as some have said, something that started over in China and Wuhan, or is it something that started over in Europe somewhere? My response to that question, and I mentioned this to a group of believers, is that one thing that would seem to indicate to me that it maybe is and more than likely is a God thing. And something that God has created, something that God is doing to get this world's attention, is because the very simple fact that we've had swine flu, we've had all these other, we have the bubonic plague, but with this COVID-19, there doesn't seem to be any type of a cure. There's no vaccine for it. And so that, you know, when God's kind of getting our attention, man can't interfere with what God's hand is doing. So I'm kind of thinking it's a God thing and God is involved in this in a great way. Is this another warning shot across the bow to tell us that we have strayed too far away from the Lord? And remember in Israel's ancient days that God gave specific instructions to the Israelites that When you go into the land that I'm giving you, God said, you're not to accept or immerse yourself into or assimilate into the culture that I'm sending you to because they will draw you away from the Lord your God. And I'm wondering if this is what's happened to this, to the world, to this country, this country in particular that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and wondering if that's what happened. God is trying to get us back, draw us back. Some even said that 9-11 was a warning shot across the bow. And many times we know that God, when he is, usually his mercy and grace is extended far before his wrath and his judgments occur. Well, that was, many have said that 9-11 was a warning shot across the bow that come back, come back to the Lord your God. And so I'm wondering now if this is another shot across the bow. God is telling us, come back. Once again, we're in a dispensation of grace. We're in a dispensation of forgiveness. 
and not a dispensation, not a season or period of, of wrath or judgment. So is this God's punishment for a world that seems to have forgotten our Creator? Yeah, maybe all of this could be equally true. In Matthew 24, 38, it says, For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So shall it be with the coming of the Son of Man. In other words, when Jesus returns in the clouds to get his bride, as spoken of in 1 Thessalonians 4, 14 to 16, that's the way life will be. And apparently COVID-19 will have taught us nothing when Jesus returns in the clouds to receive his church. We have learned nothing because we have strayed away. And I'm not just talking about the secular piece of the world. I'm talking about even those who go by the name, carry the name of, of the word of Christ, of Christian, that maybe the churches have turned away as well. And instead of seeking holiness and sanctification, we're seeking greed and monetary gain and material possession. It's really not what God has intended for us. In other words, we will be back to doing life as usual. And that's not what God's plan was. He wants complete and total worship and admiration and a love directed at Him. God, through His Word, is giving us a look at the future. And by giving us a look at the future, He's telling us that we can't go back to business as usual. We can't go back to doing life the way we used to. Pre-COVID-19, before all the, the pandemic and all the illnesses and the unfortunate deaths, our priorities seem to be comforts of life, home, car, status, how I see me in my universe, and how do others see me in my universe. That seems to be the focus or has been the focus now for many, 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 many years. As much as we can support the comforts of life, Luke 12, 15, Jesus tells the crowd that had gathered and said, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Entertaining ourselves, uh, let me say right now that even many churches have strayed away from a service of worship and now have gone into a service of entertainment. Today, in many cases, you can't tell the difference between what goes on in the church and what goes on at the Apollo Theater. And after all of this, there doesn't seem to be any time left for our Creator, for a God that has that is sovereign and is the maker of all that is. Something has got to change. Second Chronicles 7:14 says, If my people, if my people will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I will heal their land, if my people. So it starts with the church. The church have got to come back. There's got to be all sanctification and holiness before the Lord in the church. The Lord spoke about the church, the Christians being the salt of the earth. The Lord spoke about the Christians being the light on a hill. The salt does two things. It's used for healing. It's a healing agent. And salt is used for creating thirstiness. How can we cause others outside of the Christian ranks to thirst for the Lord if the church isn't salty? 
And he said, if the salt has lost its saltiness, how then can it salt anything? How can it give flavor to anything? And we're the light on the hill. How can we lead people away from the, the jagged shoals on the shore and into safe harbor if the lights are out? So it really is incumbent upon us as Christians to come back to the Lord, ask for forgiveness and come back to the Lord. You are the salt of the earth. Matthew said, It says in Matthew 5.13, you are the salt of the earth. You are, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light on the hill. So change must really start with the church. To borrow a phrase from my mom, she used to say that charity begins at home and then spreads abroad. Well, charity begins in the church and spreads abroad. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light on the hill. I will close this podcast by asking, what's really important in life? There have been some life-threatening challenges in my family. My daughter, when she was five years old, came down with leukemia. My wife has had now breast cancer four times, four different times. And my son had a stroke and has had a heart attack. Four years ago, I had uh, stricken with blood clots in both of my lungs, and the doctors have said that I no way I should be alive today. Shouldn't be alive today. I told someone recently, I've never heard anyone say at the end of it all, at the end of their life, I wish I had spent more time at work. I've never heard that. I've heard, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. I wish I'd spent more time in prayer. I wish I'd spent more time doing right. I wish I'd spent more time doing for others. But I've never heard anyone say, I wish I'd spent more time at my job. So what's really important in life? I can tell you of certainty that having gone through life-threatening experiences, that material gain is not important. These things are going to burn up one day. Cars are going to go. Homes are going to go. It says in Scripture that a third of the earth one day will burn up. And then it says another part of Revelation that a quarter of the earth will burn up. So what's really important in life? Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And this is what I'm trying to convey to the listeners that who are hearing this podcast, that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And I know and believe in my heart that this was explaining to everyone out there, the sound of my voice, that this is the truth. That let's come back to God. Let's come back to our Creator. Let's love and worship Him, spending our time in worship and praise. You know that the Apostle Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, said that when they began to praise, and thank the Lord that the prison doors opened up and they were set free. So be set free today. Be set free today. Knowing that our praise and our worship, the Lord hears it. So discern the times. Know what times that we're living in. Won't be long now before the Lord comes back to receive his saints. Ending this podcast, once again, Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. That's what Abounding in Truth Ministries is all about. Knowing the truth and letting the truth set you free. Thank you.